0: Welcome to TV7 Israel's podcast, we invite you to listen and share our latest content from Israel and the region.
1: Shalom and welcome to yet another episode of TV7's Times Observer. Joining me all the way from the Galilee is my dear brother in Christ and friend Amir Tsarfati. Amir, how are you today?
0: Shalom, Jonathan, I'm doing very well, thank you.
1: Wonderful, well, how about we open uh, immediately uh, in uh, prayer and then follow up with whatever the Lord has put on our hearts to communicate uh, during today's program? No problem. Father,
0: we thank you so much that you are the Alpha, the Omega, the Aleph and the Tab, the beginning and the end, and that uh, (laughs) you created this world, you created all of us for you, And it's such a privilege to know you personally and to call you Abba, Father. And Father, we ask that uh, today's program will bring so much encouragement and hope to people that are uh, so discouraged with the world events and with so much evil that is all around us. Father, we ask that uh, we'll keep our eyes on your word. Your word is true. And we ask that you will sanctify us by your truth. And we ask that in Yeshua's name.
1: Amen. Amen, All right, Amir. We'll start with uh, our reading, a regular reading this time from Teilim Aleph, Psalm One, one That's... of my favorite psalms, to be honest. But uh, I'll start with Hebrew if I may, and then you'll follow up in English. And it goes as followed: Ashrei ha-ish Asher lo alach <laughs> be'atzat reshaim, u'bederek chataim lo amad, u'be'moshav letzim lo yashav, ki im be'toratoy, Adonai cheftzo. ובתורתו יאגי יומם ולילה. והיה כעץ שתול על פלגי מים, אשר פריו ייתן בעיתו, ועלה לא יבול, וכל אשר יעשה יצליח, לא כן רשאים, כי אם כמוץ אשר תדפנו רוח, על לא יקומו רשאים במשפט, וחותאים בעדת צדיקים, כי יודע אדוני,
0: דרך צדיקים, And I'll read that in in English. Blessed is the man whose walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruits in its season whose leaf also shall not wither and whatever he does shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind drives away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish."
1: Amen, well, amen. Amir, I, I always find it quite special, um, the, the specific aspect of being planted on the Pilgeim mime, on, on uh, the, the rivers of water. But in Hebrew, it actually uh, continues by saying, "Ashel uh, for his fruit, iten beito will be given at his time, Correct. at the timing, and not even uh, his leaves will wither," which indicates the the beauty of, you know, following in the word of God. Living it day and night, and seeing that uh, a just man whose fear is in the Lord, his timing and will then, give
0: yes. Yes. the yes. fruit
1: of, of the Spirit.
0: It, you know, it brings me back to two different scriptures. One, in Jeremiah chapter 17, it says in verse seven, uh, "Blessed is the man who's, who trusts in the Lord and whose hope is in the Lord." For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out his roots by the river and will not fear when heat comes, but it leaf will be green and will not be anxious in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. So you see that the same pattern of of, uh, you know, describing the righteous as a tree by the water, but also. I want to remind you, Jonathan, that in, in Psalm 92, which is the only psalm written for the Sabbath day, we see also the, the whole concept of how the unrighteous are maybe they, they may look good for a while. They may look like they are doing well for a while. But the Bible says uh, for a moment that they're they're like that. But um, when it comes to the uh, everlasting, to the eternal perspective, they are uh, obviously going to perish. So, you know, we look around ourselves and we see so many bad people doing well, (laughs) so many bad people actually uh, doing having successful life and we're asking ourselves, how come this bad person have such a success and how come a righteous person, it doesn't look like it. Well, remember, the Bible says here in Psalm 1 that the Lord knows. The, the deeds of the righteous, you know, in other words, we may not see the world may not acknowledge that but God can see everything and the Unrighteous will never be able to stand in the day of judgment. He will pe- be like the chaff when the wind comes He flies away because he there's nothing that connects him because that tree that is planted deeply with the water which is the Word of God is just not there he doesn't have any substance and therefore he won't stand on that day of judgments it's just beautiful
1: praise god indeed i can tell you from my
0: personal experience
1: uh, serving here at the ministry of tv7 uh, in jerusalem for the 13th year now and you work so hard to produce the news every day and, and to communicate with so many sources behind the scene and, and to develop so many uh, genuinely special programs, you know, and, and you understand the significance of what you're doing. You're, you're bearing good fruit for, for all uh, intents and purposes. And you're doing it in a way that you keep praying every morning. You keep dedicating the productions uh, to, to God that it may bless uh, the kingdom and, and will continue to bless our brothers and sisters around the world. And uh, it seems like always there the, the funds coming in, because we're obviously 100% donation-based, just like yourself. But all the funds coming in, they barely meet the, the needs of what we we have. And, you know, for, for some time, it was frustrating for me to understand, okay, we are working so hard, Lord, why aren't you uh, blessing everything that we're doing uh, beyond measure as Psalm 23 is speaking about? And the Lord taught me a lesson that his time is so important and that he is preparing us to move forward, to grow and and to uh, come to to realities in which we know that uh, our Lord is preparing us for what's up ahead. And I think this uh, should serve also as an encouragement for many people at home who are demanding, you know, Lord, why aren't you granting me what I need? Because this is something vital for, for what I need right now. But sometimes we don't understand the big picture that sometimes granting us what we need immediately is not necessarily uh, the lesson that the Lord wants to teach us. And uh, sometimes those lessons are challenging to contend with, but God is good and we should trust in him and him alone to allow us to really fulfill everything that needs to be done. I mean, um, he is an amazing father, as you say, And granting us the opportunity to call him that is uh, so humbling
0: and encouraging. In the year and a half that I know TV7 and we work together, I've seen you guys developing and growing and expanding. And you see whether it's above and beyond or just exactly whatever you need, it doesn't stop you from yielding fruits. Your leaf is green. And it does not wither. So you, you, this is the blessing. Look, when when ministries struggle all around, and when all they do all day long is asking for money, and they send you brochures uh, with buy this, buy that, and you, you can clearly see that the focus is completely not on what the original mission was. But when you just do what you are called to do, then leave the rest for God, and He will do His part.
1: Amen. Amen. All right, I Amir, mean, we communicated earlier about uh, Zechariah. Did I say it correctly? Zechariah? Yeah. Zechariah? Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Zechariah chapter 9, uh,
0: yeah. while Zechariah reading earlier nine. this
1: week. Yep.
0: It's a long chapter, uh, but I want to remind everyone that it, this is one of the most important Messianic prophecies uh, in that chapter. And I'm referring to... Uh, Zechariah 9, nine. so I mean I can read the whole thing and again remember prophecy has dual fulfillment it has some some of it it refers to the time of the prophet and much of it refers to the messianic era which is when it was to be fulfilled when Jesus came in so we, we do have that even in this chapter as well as in Isaiah in so many ways about the virgin shall conceive in all of that so we'll read that um Zechariah 9 the burden of the word of the Lord against the land of Hadrach In Damascus is its resting place for the eyes of men and all the tribes of Israel are on the Lord. Also against Hamath which borders on it and against Tyre and Sidon, though they are very wise. For Tyre built herself a tower heaped up silver like the dust and gold like the mire of the street. Uh, Behold, the Lord will cast her out. He will destroy her power in the sea, and she will be devoured by fire. Ashkelon shall see it and fear. Gaza also shall be very sorrowful, and Ekron, for he dried up her expectation. The king shall perish from Gaza, and Ashkelon shall not be inhabited. A mixed race shall settle in Ashdod, and will cut off the pride of the Philistines. It will take away the blood from his mouth and the abominations from between his teeth, but he who remains, even he shall be for our God and shall be like the leader in Judah and Ekron like a Jebusite. I will camp around my house because of my army, because of him who passes by and him who returns. No more shall an oppressor pass through them, for now I have seen with my eyes." And that is, of course, all fulfilled. Now comes the one. Rejoice greatly, O daughter of Zion. Shout, O daughter of Jerusalem. Behold, your king is coming to you. He is just and having salvation, lowly and riding on a donkey, a colt, the foal of a donkey. I'll cut off. the. So we may stop here if you want. Um, I mean, Up we can you. go for long. Go but I'm just saying, I think it's important that, We dwell on on what we just read hundreds of years before the arrival of Jesus into Jerusalem on that triumphal entry on that what we call Palm Sunday. Hundreds of years before that, the prophet Zechariah in his ninth chapter described who he is and how he's going to enter. And you and I know that the Jewish people In all of the rabbinical writings, they are not expecting Messiah to come riding a donkey, that's for sure. They want him to come as a king riding a horse, which obviously will happen in his second coming. But I want you to know that when Jesus told them to go and find that donkey and they brought him and then he entered into Jerusalem, he did not enter as a king with a sword, he entered as a lowly person who brings salvation who brings redemption, and he comes and he even stopped and wept over Jerusalem because he can see the religious blindness of people who think that religion can ever save them. And then, of course, he says, Jerusalem, if only you knew your hour, your visitation, but you did not know. And then he says, What's going to happen to the cities is also a prophet, as you all know. So we can clearly see that. And this is not the only time an Old Testament prophet gives us nuggets of the future of Jesus's arrival. It's with his birth. It's with where he will be born, how he will be born, where he will be raised. And of course, his entire ministry throughout uh, those three years to the culmination of his entrance to Jerusalem, his death on the cross. And even his resurrection. All of that was prophesied hundreds of years before Jesus actually came. And the reason I'm saying that is because so many people in Israel think that Christianity is a a religion that was born in the first century. Christianity is not a religion. In fact, no one ever, ever was born a Christian. You cannot be born a Christian not a single person on planet Earth was ever born a Christian. In order to be a Christian, you must be born again. Which means that your first birth renders no significance for your faith and your salvation. It's the second birth. And that is what John, uh, in John 3.3 3, when, when Jesus spoke to Nicodemus, this is exactly what he said. You're a teacher in Israel and you don't know these things. So I'm just saying that because we just read Zechariah 9-9, wonderful messianic prophecy. And that's for us in Israel. I think it's important to let our people know this is not another new religion. This is faith in God and the Word of God.
1: Amen. So let's go ahead and actually read John three three, so people uh, remember uh, Nicodemus. I actually happened uh, this uh, past uh, weekend to go to uh Bay Jamal, which is the the location where the it is a beautiful. It's a monastery, uh, the place where one of the students of Gamliel or uh, one of the lines of of, uh, students of Nicodemus uh, was buried, and he was actually someone who came to faith in Jesus, and he he was defined, if I'm not mistaken, you're more well-rehearsed in uh, uh, this biblical history than I am, uh, he was the first Christ-like martyr, or uh, uh, the person who was killed for
0: believing in Jesus? Yeah, Stephen, we're talking about Stephen, of course. Absolutely, definitely. And if you want us to read, uh, I'll read it straight from my Bible. And there is, there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. And this man came to Jesus by night and said to him, "Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God. For for no one can do these sights, uh, these signs that you do unless God is with him." And then Jesus answered and said to him, "Most assuredly I say to you, unless And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the spirit. It's so Mm -hmm. important that we understand that um, birth from the water only, which is the, the, the first birth. It's not enough. Everybody's born of the water. But to be born of the water and of the Spirit is the only way to enter into the kingdom. By the way, how can we be born of the Spirit? Only when was the Spirit sent? When was the Spirit sent? Mm -hmm. After Christ paid for our sins, died for our sins, finished the work, and then went up to the right hand of the Father. He said, I am going to send you the Comforter. And, and he made sure that he says you know, this is not me. I'm sending you something else someone else who will testify of me So any spirit that doesn't testify of jesus as the messiah as the son of god god in the flesh is not the holy spirit And when you, when that spirit Testifies that then of course when you when you when you're sealed the bible Speaks of how we're sealed in the spirit. The the word seal in the Greek means it's a down payment. Once you have the Holy Spirit in you, that's it. You're saved and a down payment has been already paid for your eternity. And that's just wonderful. But again, this is one of those things no one can ever be born with. It's important that I say that because as I said, You can be born a Jew, you can be born Catholic, you can be born Orthodox, you can be born Hindu, you can be born um, Buddhist. You cannot be born Christian. There is no such thing. Biblically, it doesn't make sense because you have to be born again to become a Christian. Mm -hmm. So um, it's just wonderful to read that.
1: And not to forget, of course, something that I think that should also be very keenly observed here. Nicodemus was a Pharisee. Now, we know what Jesus said about Pharisees. And remember how vigilant and hawkish they were against any reform uh, that may bring about uh, the light, that candle that, that takes away all the darkness from that specific room, which is our bodies. And uh, still, the, the students of Nicodemus, some of them at least, gave their heart to Jesus. They wanted to tell everybody... About who he is and what he's about. And that is so amazing in my eyes, at least, to see that we need to remember: it doesn't matter who they are, whether they're people who we are um, classifying them at least as, as our enemies, or people who we regard as uh, really atrocious toward uh, the, the word of God and to, uh, towards against God, we still need to pray for them, to intercede for them, to stand with them and to reflect Christ through us to them so they may may be truly encouraged and understand uh, that, you know, we are who we are, but ultimately the reflection of Christ through us by means and guidance of the Holy Spirit, that revelation, that veil on their eyes may be removed. So that Mm -hmm. should really bring about our actions. Yeah. And follow through the word of God into action.
0: The Bible calls us the ambassadors of Christ. We are his. You know, when people see us, they need to see him. Uh, it's just like an ambassador when you when you go enter into an embassy, you enter into that foreign nation already. So when mm. ambassadors are the the walking entity Of something else not of that place so we are ambassadors or ambassadors of Christ that means that we we plead with people to reconcile unto him but we belong to him we we have an a heavenly citizenship and we're here for a reason and for a season I always like to say that Um, but um, it's just wonderful to to be able to to know that we have a, a greater citizenship but it's also a great responsibility because Everything we say and everything we do must represent him or else we are horrible, horrible ambassadors.
1: Indeed. Well, we're drawing near to the end of the program. There are about four uh, minutes and 20 seconds. And therefore, I'd like to ask you, Amil, what should we look now that 2021 is pretty much behind us? Um, and we're looking ahead to 2022, what should we focus on and what should we observe from a world mm. uh, scale uh, with regard to po- potentially, you know, fulfillment of prophecy or the, the process in which the world is cur- currently engaged in in mm. the latter days, so to yeah. speak.
0: Jonathan, I think that the biggest problem that I see is deception. Deception is around uh, the Internet. Deception is around everywhere. This is, by the way, Jesus, the first thing he said when he answered his disciples about the signs of the end, he says, make sure take heed that no one deceives you the deception is all around people spend more time watching youtube than they they read their bible they 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 think they know the bible by watching youtube rather than sit and read you see the problem is the biblically biblical illiteracy that afflicts the, the the church and the whole world and therefore they're they're so easy to be deceived and and to be you know manipulated we you know we're entering into a very difficult era. As you know, the situation in the Middle East is getting more and more tense by the second. As you know, leadership crisis is around the world. And you know that eventually the Antichrist will rise after a, a terrible war that will befall upon this part of the world. And, and yet we must remember, we must remember that the one thing that we were given to hold on to, Is not the wisdom of anyone but the Word of God. And if you are not, you see, that tree that is planted, that tree that its leaves are always green, these waters are the the Word of God, the Spirit of God, and, and the Word of truth against all the lies, the comforter against all the confusion and all the depression. So I want to encourage people. Yes, they need to be informed and watch programs like this. But they need to also understand there's so much deception. There's so much fake news. There's so much um, cooked videos all around. And if they don't know their scriptures, and if they don't understand how important it is to listen to reliable sources, they will be so easily deceived. And uh, it's very, very sad to see that. I want to encourage everyone to wisely... uh, spend their time the Bible says the days are evil and we need to uh, we need to uh, you know make the most out of our days and not waste them on uh, futile things that don't bring any honor or glory to God again blessed is the man who walks not in the
1: counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the path of sinners Mm -hmm. nor sits in the seat of the scornful but his delight is in the law of the Lord And in his law, he meditates day and night. Mm -hmm. Amen, amen, amen. Amir, uh, let's have a closing prayer. You have about uh, 40 seconds for that. So um, also maybe bless our our viewers and and us for this upcoming new year, uh, that uh, the Lord may be the focus of all that we do.
0: Father, we thank you that we could uh, remember couple days ago, uh, the birth of the Messiah. We're not sure if this is the date, but we know that it's always great to remember that he came in the form of a man to bear the sins of the world and die for us. So we will now be justified before you. Uh, And Father, we ask that your uh, blessing will be upon this coming year. I pray for uh, TV7 and also all the viewers from all around the world. I pray, Father, that you will continue to make this place a a beacon of true uh, news, unbiased and mostly unsensational, but true to the word and to the facts. I thank you and I bless your name for a wonderful year ahead of us. In that I say Yeshua's name.
1: Amen. Amen, amen. Thank you so very much, Amir. And uh, may you have a blessed new year. And I'd like to take this opportunity to also wish all of our viewers right now, may you have a blessed new year. And we will see you once more in the near future for yet another episode of TV7's Times Observer. Shalom.
0: Thank you for joining us in another TV7 Israel podcast. For more content, visit our website at tv7israelnews.com or follow us on social media.